Are we good? Yeah, we could be. You here? I am here, bro. I can hear you. Okay, good. I can hear you. And there should be less of a delay this time because I'm listening to you through Zoom and I'm muted yeah. out for instead. Oh, shit. That's a good idea. What I was going to say, though, that picture you just sent me was, <laughs> was hilarious. I forgot to... I thought he just posted the link straight away on the email. Stupid motherfucker. <laughs> right. Let's just get straight into the into the episode, man. I'm excited about this. Uh, welcome to the second episode of Coffee with Cream. Um, just by the way, I got a recommendation. One of the recommendations was changing the logo, which I wasn't happy about at first. Because <laughs> obviously, you know how I feel about that logo. I fucking absolutely love it. Um, but they suggested having two coffee mugs with our names on it, like at the top. In uh, That's not a bad idea. That's a great idea. Uh, that's why I wasn't too upset about it after. But I want to keep this logo for a little bit, uh, just because I like it. But then we can always we could always use it for something else. Because you worked on it, innit? Because I worked on it, man. That took me a couple of hours to do. I'm not going to lie to you. Cool. So, um, really quickly before we get into the episode, I just wanted to say uh, for anyone who did listen to episode one, thank you very much. We actually had 23 views. Way so congratulations, bro. We did a, we did a decent job considering that's twenty three views more than what I originally thought we were gonna have. I um, thought we'd have at least like two. Granted, I thought they were gonna be me and you, but <laughs> um, I know there's a couple of people that the episode. I know there was a lag. I think it was from my side. Uh, it's something that I'm gonna be um, uh, conscious of over the next couple of episodes and see if I can fix. So I do apologize about that. We're working on it. Someone's, I'm in touch with someone about an audio cleanup system. Um, so hopefully that should help. And yeah, let's just, my, my, my thinking about it though is let's just keep fucking it up till we get it right. Yeah. Because that's the only way that you're going to do it. Did you, did you listen to the whole thing? Uh, I did, yeah. 23 times. Do you listen to it 23 times? Are you the 23 viewers? Yeah, I am. <laughs> um, how did you find it? How do you feel about it? Uh, I hate my voice. Um, but, to be honest, I, I thought my microphone was a bit better than that. I'm, I'm somewhat conscious of my microphone quality now. I need to invest in something a little bit better. But uh, no, it was good. It was good. Um, if I'm being brutally honest for both of us, I don't think it's the best podcast I've ever done, at least yet. Um, no, of course not. Like, but it, it's just like in terms of you know that, growing comfortable, it'll know- get better and better. Sorry to interrupt, but the, the, the one that I enjoyed more was the, the original one that we did that we couldn't publish. Yeah. That was a really, really good one. The, the last one, the, because of the lag, it, it messed about a lot. But I still felt like um, I still felt like it was, a comparing to the most professional ones, I still think it was like average. It, yeah, it's not content, bad. It's definitely not bad. I, I loved it, although not perfect. Um, I like the fact that we're just getting content out then. Yeah, especially in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, can't really do much more productive shit with our time. Yeah, man. Well, I can because, you know, I cool. got a job, but I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> My job 24-7 is just being a hoodie. I'm not going to lie to you. It's being as sick as I am. Seems like a lot of work. It is, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. You don't keep this figure by accident. Hard work and dedication <laughs> towards the fridge. <laughs> I don't want to make I don't want to make fat jokes on, on a podcast, man. That's not going to end well for me. This is fat shame, everybody, straight away. 
second episode in, we started getting cancelled immediately. Real which talk. is funny because we talked to, we talked about that in the last episode. Being <laughs> fat shame um, is is like probably one of the best things that's ever happened to me because it really fixed me up. I needed to get fat shame. It was good. It was good. Really, you know what? When if someone like I make fat jokes all the time about myself because it's just it's funny. Do you know what I mean? It's part of my humor. I make fun of myself a lot, but. If someone was to fat shame me, that's just fucking stupid. Because if you look at obesity and then you look at me, there's a huge, huge, huge difference. Yeah, like, and the funniest I know I've got a bit of chub. The funniest part is that obesity it it doesn't even take into account like if you're fat. It just takes into account your weight. So in theory, if you're just muscular enough, you're technically obese as well. Like I think there are some WWE stars who are counted as obese. Just because they're so fucking hench, and they, they are. Well, I mean, if you look big. at it, what, do you remember? Do you remember the Big Show? Yeah. Fucking man. Yeah. Have you seen him recently on I his haven't. Instagram, bro? He got ripped. Well, I'm looking at <laughs> he right genuinely now. got ripped, bro. Well, guys like that, when like, I don't think people understand if you have the dad bod thing. There's a reason why it's attractive. It's not just like fat and hairy is attractive. That's not all there is to it. It's because fat people, they carry around so much weight that normally they have a good bit of fucking muscle underneath as well. So yeah. when fat people hit the gym There's and actually, they get like um, big, oh, that's dangerous. Yeah. There's actually like, do you know, deep parts of human anatomy or the deep part of human subconscious that's attracted to not super obese, but like people with, with wealth back in the day used to be a bit more yeah. chunky. Do you know what I mean? And women were more attracted to that kind of, you know, the wealth and the, the leisure, yeah, uh, the luxuries that possible. they could get. That's, that's actually one of the reasons why dad bods are still appreciated today. Um, that makes a lot of sense. What's up, man? I got in early. <laughs> <laughs> right. Do you want to um, dive into segment one? All right. First segment. Yeah. We'll so, guys, segment one is called uh, what the fuck happened last week? It's actually my favorite segment uh, so far. Uh, you did a really great job last week. You kept it under 30 seconds. What I'm going to do this week, mate, is I'm going to ask you to not time yourself. I'm going to time you. Okay, so put your phone away. Well, I've got to look at my notes, but... It, I, okay, it's yeah, you can notes. look at your it's notes. Not, it's not a but, clock, like, you know. Are you sure? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm just reading. I seen you last week. You were straight away, you were like, yeah, 27 seconds, I'll stop right there. Yeah. I've got like six extra points, but I'm not going to say them because it's 27 seconds. But just uh, try your best to get it under 30 seconds. Um, I won't look at it. Are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. Just say go and I'll start. Three, two, oh wait, one second. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, three, two, one, go. Okay, so obviously the biggest one is there was a 33-year-old who was kidnapped by the name of Sarah Everard. Uh, it was in Clapham Common, which for all of our overseas listeners is a place in London. Uh, apparently 97% of women have faced sexual assault, judging by a recent survey. And there was a, what's it called, peaceful protest in the name of Sarah, Sarah Everard. And the police handled it very, very poorly. Those are my points. Mate, that was great. You had like four seconds left as well. It was 26 seconds. Nice job, bro. You're going to fuck it up one day, though. And when you do, I'm going to get you. Not in public. <laughs> that, that podcast is on the serious thing. It'll be corrupted. 
<laughs> the editing will all of a sudden be on your shoulders instead of mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck that. Cool. I don't want to Great edit job, man. shit. <laughs> Editing's so long. I remember my college days. It's therapeutic, though, isn't it? It was nice. It was a different change of pace. It's very therapeutic. Uh, when you've been editing, like you really do lose the need to eat. You just become very fascinated with how to do one thing for like three hours. And you finally figure out. No, I got really. I got so pissed off. I got so pissed off. You lost your because files the last time I was. I didn't save. I lost a file two times. Not two times, bro. It annoyed me so much. I was like three quarters the way done at one point. And I accidentally clicked the wrong button and it all just disappeared. It didn't even save it. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm getting pissed off yeah. just thinking about let's, it, man. All right, don't let's even, move on. Don't bring it so up. So what the fuck happened last Cool. Week? So what you start <clears throat> Damn, you dickhead. <laughs> you dickhead. I, you know what? I'm not going to lie to you for all of our listeners out there. I Because this is such a sensitive to- uh, topic. I kind of didn't really want to speak about it in the first place. I was just going to crack on like Yeah, nothing, but there's no way we can't. The there's no way we can't. Every single story, every single BBC uh, news update that I get on my phone is all about Sarah at the minute. What's funny is last week when we did this, it was such a small part of your yeah, 30 seconds. It was all about Megan and shit. Yeah, and, and it, you literally slipped it in. Like, right at the really, end, and then we spent about 45 right minutes at the end. talking about the royal family, and then... Out of nowhere, yeah. you were just like, "What about that other one?" By the way, the thirty-three-year-old. And I said, "Oh, that was quite a, quite a small story." Uh, the, fuck me, I was wrong. And all <laughs> of a sudden, it has. I don't want to say it's blown up because that's that. It's, it's gotten a it's, lot yeah, of publicity over the last definitely. couple of uh, last couple great days. thing. Um, which is a definitely great thing. Um, before we get into this to- uh, topic, I want to say that neither Adam nor I uh, have any political training whatsoever and we have no social uh what's the word social yeah, studies never even okay so if we out of those kinds of things if we say something wrong or in your opinion that's wrong know that we are two idiots chatting absolute bollocks so it makes no difference to the world okay now let's get into it the first thing i wanted to say was um it's honestly the worst thing that could happen to a family it's so fucking horrible, and I, obviously the the like I'm I feel so sorry for uh, her family who had a child and now all of a sudden doesn't have a child, um, or sisters or brothers and all that kind of stuff. I don't know much about the family, but um, I just wanted to put it out there: we are sorry for your loss, uh, and we do not condone the type of behaviour that the um, what was his name? Did you, did you, you mean the supposed policeman who I don't think his name has been released to the public because he hasn't been. He hasn't been um, confirmed. Well, we'll just we'll we'll call him the the um, accuser, accused, the accused, the accused. Um, So we we don't condone that kind of behaviour whatsoever. Like it's fucking absolutely horrible. It's disgusting. It's immoral. It's unethical. It's fucking disgusting. Not just against women, but as a human, as a human race. Like I think everybody should really be against them. and to kind of go down that route, being so evil and so vile, I just don't know how they could get to that kind of level in the first place. Um, my opinion on everything that's happened, I think I kind of agree with you last week. You kind of mentioned, I don't know if you mentioned this on the podcast, but you said something along the lines of 
I'm not a big fan of the police yeah. anyway. Uh, but I don't like the fact, like, people bashing on them because at the end of the day on that protest, they were just trying to do their job, if you like. They were trying to make sure it didn't become criminal because there's a protest, there's people, peaceful protesting, there's, there's being, you know, passionate about your beliefs and then there's criminal activity. And when, when criminal activity happens, and I, I, I'm not 100% sure what happened in the protest, I didn't really look at any of the videos. Essentially, it boils but down pretty... to the police came because, I mean, obviously, COVID is still a thing, pandemic is still a thing, so protests as yeah. of right now, no matter how peaceful, are technically illegal. So the police showed up mm. and they tried to disperse the crowd and then a few of them basically, um, you know, refused to go and then the police tried to, to, you know, use a little bit more force to get them to go and then it just kind of escalated to the point where they sort of, for lack of a better word, they manhandled a couple of citizens and whether or not they're right, and the, what's worse, it was females yeah, as well. Yeah, it, it doesn't look good. Which it makes things so much good. worse. It doesn't look good, man. Especially because the accused is someone who's from the Metropolitan Police. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The like, worst part is, though, their apology. I think the police were justified in doing what they did by trying to disperse the crowd. But when it escalated, and this is the part that the police always fuck up. They're, normally, the way they start out is, like, good-intentioned and... Or at least from my point of view. Yeah, because you, you don't want the um, the COVID situation yeah. getting worse, especially now that we're on track to getting back out yeah. of the situation. So, like, without a doubt, that's going to cause a peak in uh, in London, yeah. at least. 100%. So, but when it escalates, I think there's such a lack of training in the police department that they never really handle the escalation mm. very well. So they start out mm. nice and chilled and whatever, but the second it takes any sort of real training, because I just don't think the police have enough training, it normally it just turns into chaos. And that's, that's when the police look, look bad, because they, they stop acting like yeah. policemen and start acting like human beings who are like terrified, and they're meant to be better than us. Cool. So uh, before we dive deeper into that topic, because that's kind of a slightly different topic of what, what I wanted to discuss. <clears throat> I wanted to think about this. I wanted to break down the steps that happened, right? So before the, the Clapham, uh, Clapham, yeah. Clapham, before the Clapham protests, um, what happened was this, uh, uh, someone kidnapped and killed Sarah Everand. Am I saying that right? Everand. Everand. It's E-V-E-R-A-R-D. I wrote it's it down for my own second. I can't complain about difficult <laughs> names, man. Um, so I will just say Sarah. Um, and, and unfortunately, that happened to her, which is, again, um, absolutely appalling. Um, but yeah, she, she was kidnapped and killed. What then happened was it started getting more, uh, more public, uh, publicity. Uh, more people kind of jumped on that bandwagon and it started getting a lot like really heavy into into social media we saw all the posts you know uh, protect your daughter no educate your son we saw the um 97 percent uh of of all women have been sexually harassed at some point we've seen i think i've seen stats like one out of five women have had have been sexually assaulted which is slightly different from being harassed um and yeah, so it got really big in social media. And then 
naturally there was that conversation of it's all men protect yourself from all men expect it from all men and then there was a backlash against that from the people who say it's not all men and there's a there's an actual company i forget the name of it but i think it's like i think it's actually called it's not all men or there's like a a a movement called it's not all men they then turned around and said hey it's not all men which is you know fair enough they want to protect themselves um I don't necessarily agree with them that that it's not all men because it's kind of the same as saying black lives matter versus all lives matter. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the people that say all lives matter are just pure dickheads, pure dickheads. Um, And the people that say it's not all men, again, are pure dickheads because they're not listening to what's actually going on. But at the end of the day, when that happened, there was backlash against them from, you know, people like us, or at least me. I don't know where you stand just yet. We're going to get into that in a minute. Um, but this is this is my honest, honest to God's opinion. Right? There's backlash against backlash against backlash in this situation. It's such a such a sensitive topic. In my opinion, I think the only thing that well, one, we should have had a female on this conversation with us, but we're not doing guest stars just yet. Hopefully, in the future, maybe we can always revert back to this topic in the future. I spoke to um, Elliot's mom about this as well for about an hour and a half. Um, just because I was curious to, to kind of understand uh, where, she, you know, the average woman was coming from. And she's more educated on these topics than I am. And she said something quite interesting. So we were like, what's the solution? And she genuinely couldn't answer the question because there's no obvious solution. It's just what can men do to kind of make women more comfortable? Um, it, it's, it's, it's weird, okay, because the way I think about it, it's not just men that create a threatening environment. It's the actual environment that people are in that become, like, when I say environment, I mean dark streets or corridors or stairwells or lifts or, you know, parking lots or this woman was walking around at 9.30 at night. That's a threatening environment to be in. Because, and then when you add a man into that mix who's, you know, suspicious, wearing a mask, wearing a hoodie, um, it becomes 10 times worse for them. Does that kind of make sense? Yes. I can't remember where I was going with this, but (laughs) how men can be better allies to women. Um, And it's got a couple of tips, but the first thing is um, just listen. Cool. So don't worry too much about your own uh, opinion or or how you feel about it. Just listen to the female. And that's kind of what I did with with, um, the woman that I spoke to the other day. And I just wanted to ask her some questions and kind of understand how, and the, the way she put it was that every single time she leaves the house, and I'm assuming this is most women, every time she leaves the house, she feels threatened because anything could happen. Her car, when she locks, unlocks, uh, sorry, when she switches her car off, her door unlocks automatically. And she felt uncomfortable with that because you never know what, what can happen. What if she wants to sit in a car for five minutes before she leaves? Do you know what I mean? So the first thing was just listen. And I, I learned a lot from speaking to her. The second thing was remember it's not all about you. Um, actually, it's not about you at all, uh, especially as a guy. Uh, if you're trying to put your opinion across or how you feel, um, it's not going to help anything because at the end of the day, no matter who you are, whether it's you, whether it's me walking down a dark tunnel and there's a female going past you, they're going to feel threatened. Even though you know you're not a threat, they're going to feel threatened. And you've got to accept that. You've got to expect it. And then you've got to kind of deal with it as best you can. So going on your phone, um, maybe having a, you know, calling someone dead quick 
or, you know, um, I don't want to say avoid eye contact because that makes you look fucking suspicious anyway, but just be normal. Um, I'm, one of the things that I try and do if, you know, if I feel like the environment's threatening and I know I'm not, is if eye contact is made, I'll probably flash a quick smile and we all know what my smile can do. <laughs> the, the hoodie special, I like to call it. Um, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. So I was not comfortable in this conversation with her in the fucking slightest. And I'm not comfortable talking about it on this call either, but I'm trying my best to kind of understand where they're coming from and then talk about it as supporters too. Um, and then that was it, actually. Happy days. So that's got all, all kind of my opinion on it. What's the solution? How do we find a way so that men can empathise more with how women feel in those situations and just in general anyway. All right. I disagree with that article hugely. Go, go. I was actually struggling Damn. not to interrupt okay. because that kind of pissed me off. I disagree with that article hugely. So okay, cool. there's a, I understand the not all men movement and I understand their frustrations, even though it's kind of a pointless phrase because nobody's saying it's all men. So there's no real reason to say it's not all men unless you feel personally attacked. And the only reason you would feel personally attacked mm. is if you have some kind of tendencies which you know you shouldn't. So if it's a not all mm. men kind of situation for you, then you might need to reassess the way you act. Um, but I dislike this narrative of, you know, don't protect your daughter, educate your son. For two reasons. It's, it's very, very divisive. <clears throat> yeah, go on. Really quickly. So before we get into it, <laughs> I don't know how to phrase this, but my eyes are open, man. Be careful. It's, it's, it's... <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If we get rich and famous, I know, and it's going to come back care. to bite you in the ass. Um, it, it's it's right, very cool. divisive because it's, it makes it sound like it's up to men to fix the problem, like it's their fault, which is why I understand the frustrations of the all lives, sorry, not all lives, all, it's not all men movement. Um, but I did a little bit of a sort of research just to see if my opinion was actually justified. And from what I understood, and this is public sort of information, you can look up these numbers, they're released publicly by the police. But there's 80, sorry, 800,000 violent male victims of violent crimes a year or last year in 20, 2019 okay. the last year um and there was eighty thousand rapes of women in 2019 so sorry can i ask eight eight hundred thousand assaults on men though is that the that's that's just the violence in general. That that's violence in general sexual so, okay cool so any sort of violence we're talking attacks with bottles yeah. knives rape yeah. sexual it doesn't really matter Okay, cool. And then what's the, sorry, if you don't mind, I know I'm interviewing here, um, but what's the number of females that get attacked? Just it in was general, not just sexual. 64% male victims in violence. So females are the victims of okay. whatever the contrast is, 36%. Um, okay. So there's 800,000 men, which means there would be... yeah. Um, and there's 80,000 rates of women, or at least there was in 2019, which is where I'm, you know, the year that I'm using for this data. So, 
obviously the things we have to worry about are different, but according to these numbers, men should have just as much a reason to worry. And I can't speak for all men, but back before I knew how to defend myself, and even now that I do, I would also plan my routes home. I would be uneasy if somebody was walking behind me. I would worry about being alone at night. And I just really dislike this idea that it's only a woman's problem to feel in danger and that you shouldn't have to learn how to stay safe. Everyone should. Because even though it would be nice if we didn't have to, it's a fucking dangerous world for everybody. And it should be everybody versus the assaulters, not a demonization of men because they're not doing enough. That, even if they aren't doing enough, I just wanted to highlight that it's just as common for men to be in danger and you shouldn't feel bad just for being a man. Maybe you can do more and it's important to listen to figure out what you can do. Um, but rather than it's your responsibility as men to make sure this doesn't happen to us women because it's your fault, it's your responsibility as a human to make sure your fellow man is safe. And by safe, uh, sorry, by man, I mean mankind. So yes, as a man, you should take care of females as much as possible. And yes, as a female, you should take care of females as much as possible. And you should also take care of men as much as possible. Just take fucking care of people. I don't like this narrative that you shouldn't have to cool. protect yourself. Everybody needs to learn to protect themselves. Okay, cool. So to add on to that, I think that was actually a great point. Um, I just really don't, you know, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. I don't. Um, there are, to add on to it, I guess I could say one of the things that I discussed with uh, the lady that I was speaking to the other day, uh, I just don't want to mention names and stuff because I don't know if she's comfortable being on the podcast. Um, <clears throat> but I asked her, oh, sorry, no, I told her that as a guy, if I was in her situation going down a, um, a tunnel, which yeah, this is the analogy that we use, going down a tunnel and you're walking one way and there's a man coming the other way, whether he looks threatened or there's not, there's a slight I'm bit of tension, right? As a guy as well, because I know there's a, there's a tiniest bit of tension. Because in the back of my head, I know for a fact that in ten seconds, if this right. guy if, is, if it is the worst case scenario, rapist or anything, but just a murderer, if he has a, a knife, worst case scenario, mate, within ten seconds, I'm gone. I'm bleeding out on the floor, and that's something that I'm always aware of anyway, uh, because I know that there are, there's a lot of crime in the UK, unfortunately. There's a lot of knife crime as well. The worst thing I could possibly think of is, is just being stabbed and left alone in a fucking dark tunnel somewhere, which is a very, very dark very, thing very to real say. Possibility but in, I, I think I agree with you. A lot of areas. Yeah. As, as a guy, I, I would feel and slightly that's why I don't in the think same it's situation. Fair that, like, as somebody who's, you know been through certain had been the victim of some violent crimes and then to a certain point yeah but you, yeah. you live in Croydon in it so I mean you, you could have just been born like that's, that's yeah. a violent crime done finish and as, as <laughs> that's, that's you know, Croydon for someone you. who was a victim of some of those violent crimes and to a certain extent my journey home tra like was traumatized from that point forward because I had to think about the route and if I saw anybody that even looked familiar or anybody in a hoodie I was like, that's it, I'm about to get mugged. At, at one point, it was so bad that at least once every month or two, I was getting mugged. And I would, yeah, 100%. Really? 
It wasn't what time late were you at getting all. home? We finished school at around about three. I got home latest, like four, unless I was walking with friends and then I felt safer and I would probably get home at like five because we'd fuck around. Yeah. And this was when, when like you was a bit 13, younger. 15, around about that age. Um, ironically, as soon as I started oh, training sucks, and learning man. to defend myself, I never, never had a problem again. But not even just because I knew how to defend myself. I just, just, I guess everybody grew up or something, or maybe I just become confident and carried myself differently. It's, it's when you look someone in the eye, you know if you can handle it. Possibly. That's, that's a different discussion, though. But as, as someone who, you know, has been in that position where I yeah. can kind of, obviously for completely different reasons, but to some point can empathise with... Yeah. You know, what a female would experience when they're walking home and planning their routes and planning escapes and, you know, theorizing what could be as someone who's also been in that position. It doesn't feel good to then have someone turn around and say, it's your fault that I'm in this position and I've got to be this scared. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I kind of I agree with you. It's, it's wrong for women to just... If, if any woman is turning around and saying, oh, it's all men, obviously they're not. They're not right. <laughs> But the worst thing we can do is yeah, kind of turn around yeah. and say it's not all men. We just kind of go, yeah, cool. No, it's it's like a nagging girlfriend. <laughs> That's yeah, a bad cool, analogy, cool. but and then deal with the situation. <laughs> That's a horrible analogy. <laughs> that is a bad analogy. But if 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 the if the girl's nagging you about something, just yeah, cool, no worries, because you don't want to piss them off. You just want to listen to them. And something that I learned on the Tony Robbins thing is females want to. They they just they want to talk about a situation because they want to talk about it. Men talk about situations because they want to solve problems. Okay, women don't. They want to talk to you because they want to connect to you, uh, with you. They want to get to know you a little bit better. They, they, they kind of just want to speak, which is fine. They want to connect on that next level. And my response is always going to be, yeah, cool, no worries. And then carry on with the conversation. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's that's kind of my stance on on it. I, I'm not saying it's, it's all men at all. I yeah, think I do want to we still can do something to make well, everybody, everybody, not men, men and female. Um, if we're walking down the street and it's dark and it's late at night, I can understand how I can come across as intimidating, especially if I've got my hood up, especially if I've got my, my roadman jacket on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my, my kind of, my view is how do I make anyone feel more comfortable? I'm still thinking though, is that women yeah, feel a lot more so. than men. Uh, like yeah, however that, scared we might feel. That. Yeah, however scared we might feel they'll feel a lot, a lot more scared. And I was talking to her and she said she normally holds her keys in her, uh, between her fist so that she's ready to kind of, if she has to, um, which is scary, man. I, I've never had to do that. That's a, that's an extreme level of, of being on guard. Um, I am on guard with what I see and what I'm, what I'm listening to behind me, especially if it's a threatening environment, yeah. but I'm never going to pre-protect myself. Yourself. Because I know if I get a jump or attacked or something. Yeah, exactly. Pre-protect myself. What the fuck is wrong with me? Arm you. Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to have to arm myself. Um, I, I do just also want to deal with it. Right there definitely does need to be more done to educate people on this stuff. But I mean, I put, for the... Yeah, yeah. Uh, men and women. I, my mum was yeah, talking about this. She said the best way to I do mean, this in school. I, yeah. I'm not ashamed of it. But by the way, for all of my listeners, for all of my listeners, my mum's a teacher, I so that's why she said that. I'm not Go ashamed on. to admit it, but I'm ashamed that I did it, and I feel like I pretty much 
nearly every man has a story like this from when they were either a young teenager or a young child before they even knew what sexual assault was. But like the kind of the boy culture of looking up a girl's skirt or like, you know, just just everybody's got some kind of story where they've done something that in the, in the moment didn't seem like anything. But now that you're a bit older and you understand the implications of this mm. kind of stuff, you realize, wow, I, that was sexual assault. I, in the past, I've sexually assaulted somebody. I mean, yeah. That, I don't think that's yeah, assault, right. that's harassment. There's a slight difference. Assault is when you, you know, hands on a woman. Harassment's more to do with. See, I didn't even know that. How you that would have been extremely useful to know. But knowing the difference in differences between these things and knowing what's mm. acceptable and what isn't, that's something that should be taught, it's especially before we all start getting ridden with hormones and we don't know what the fuck mm. to do with them. And we're teenagers and we're just horny teenagers and you know, we don't know what's going on. But And the line is also very blurred. We need to 100% like no, no room for interpretation. What is and isn't harassment and assault i don't think the line is blurred too much between harassment and assault i think the let's put that in one group right harassment assault so anything sexual let's just call it sexual harassment because anything past that is assault anyway um so sexual i think the line is slightly blurred between sexual yeah, harassment that's, that's and what trying i mean to persuade a girl to go i don't out, mean yeah, the or just trying to persuade a girl assault, to date I mean you that line yeah, like or, trying to flirt and yeah, being inappropriate to, to to be yeah exactly so that's where the I think that's where the education needs to come in, in terms of how to approach a woman, what to say to her, what's too far. But again, that's gauged on um, yeah, sometimes who they are as a person. Every woman's unique. How much banter they can, yeah, how much banter a woman can take is dependent on her. Do you know what I mean? And how much, how dirty you can be when flirting with her and all that kind of stuff. And then how um, non-sexually flirty you should be as well. And just kind of being. Uh, more professional, if you like, because there are some girls that prefer that. So instead of saying, yeah, oh, yeah. Shit, you know what, I'm like, I can't say that. <laughs> um, but I think that's, that's where the line's sides of the I think spectrum if, need if we to be kind of, held accountable for this as well. I can't because educate. I did see, I'm not going to name names because, again, I don't know if they'd be comfortable, especially because I'm about to call them the fuck out. But um, they were one of the people who were posting all of, all of the, the posts that they could possibly see about female justice and educating men and a lot of the posts you know I personally agree with but the one that I didn't I think I know uh, well I think everybody's I know who doing it so I don't way. I doubt that you do to be honest but um the um, one that yeah, I didn't okay. agree with that they posted is a lot of men are getting upset right now because they're realizing a lot of their a lot of their behavior is inappropriate and the reason I didn't agree with that is because I've seen her do some shit, which is definitely, definitely questionable. <laughs> she keeps getting away with it, and nobody really questioned it at the time. But Nathan probably doesn't mind me telling the story, so I'll name mm. Nathan. Nathan doesn't give a fuck. But Nathan's virginity was taken from him when he was extremely drunk yeah. by a sober woman. And that very sober woman <laughs> just posted... Men are annoyed right now because their actions are being held accountable in the past. Bitch, you don't have no high horse to sit on right now. 
I saw what you did. So both sides. Yeah, yeah. What, you were there. The you were watching woman. in the corner of the room. I was yeah. The woman. Is that the? Are you? I'm the one who. You I'm the... the one who took Nathan for dinner. The sober woman. <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, man. I would take funny fucker. as well. He's a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. This it's, is such a deep yeah. topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got, got to keep it as light as possible. I'm telling you, man. There's... So then... Okay, so... I, I discussed this with, with the, the lady that I was speaking to the other day as well. Um, where's the line? Yeah, the line... Is dependent on the woman, in my opinion. It, it changes, it varies. Uh, and if you're in a fucking idiot uh, with no That's empathy uh, at all, you won't be able to see it. And unfortunately, that, yeah. So luckily, I feel like you and I have a lot. The Remember, we talked about the sixth sense. Yeah, yeah. Being able to be, you know, observing and with seeing, us, seeing the subtle behavior. Um, yeah. Well, no, I mean, well, I've messed good, themselves. Good salesman. Fucking morons, mate. I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, good, good salesman. But on top of that, it also comes with being being educated. Um, having that sixth sense to kind of see when a woman's uncomfortable and knowing when to step back and all that kind of thing, um, that needs to be increased in terms of education from a young age because that's where things start to get, like, when you turn... 13, 14, 15, and those hormones start fucking coming out. Um, and the only thing you're worried about is, you know, girls or guys, depending on which way you swing. Um, that's that's where things need to be educated as much as possible, in my opinion. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get in touch with the... <coughs> <laughs> I'm going to get in touch with the off, uh, Ofsted. Ofsted is the school of oh, licensing. And uh, I'm going to speak to him personally. No, I'm joking. I wish I, wish I could. Honestly, um, I've, I've got dickheads. so much to say. I'm probably not the best person to say it because I don't know person now because I hate the school system. But i got a lot to say, a lot of ideas. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm thinking of we should it for a shower on one of the podcasts. Maybe on a week future. where the news isn't and too I've got... Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I've got the perfect guy to bring into the podcast as well to talk about it. I can't wait for that one. I'm going to be yeah, even more passionate man. than this one. Oh my god, we spent 45 minutes talking about this already. I guess we should move on then. Jesus Christ, time goes fast. Um, do we have? I mean, yeah, I all of the say, news stories this week are pretty much just surrounded around that one news story. I mean, there's a there's a peaceful protest and the police's reaction to it. Yeah, I'll bring yeah. this up actually. Did you see the the police's apology? So they, they okay, so the, the Met Police issued an apology no, for the way they, well, an apology for the way they acted um, at the, what's it called, the protest, the peaceful protest. And honestly, even though it's heartbreaking, it's kind of funny as well, but it's funny in like a you dickhead kind of way, because they didn't really apologize. The line that everybody was quoting and everybody was commenting underneath okay. was, we acknowledge that the actions of our police officers have been questioned. We acknowledge that you have questioned our actions. That's, a, that's on the same tier as I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm not sorry. I'm just sorry that, you know, you're being a bitch. <laughs> yeah. 
Is there video yeah. evidence? Of, there's video evidence, right? Of the police being a bit aggressive. It's is kind there of up evidence in the air. as to why they were being aggressive. It's kind of. But let me ask you then: if these protesters, because there's a difference between yeah. protesting peacefully and criminal behaviour, and if they feel like things are swinging yeah. towards criminal behaviour, just them being there, And this is what I mean by I. I don't like police. I hate police bashing even more. But I, I, I feel like what I said earlier is probably the best I'm going to get in, in terms of articulating it. But um, if if the police the police the, <laughs> the feds always start out the five well, um, and and you know they're just doing their jobs at first. They're responding to crime. It's very rare that they start out. Or at least in my experiences and what I've seen, it's rare that they start out with a mistake or they're the ones in the wrong to begin with. But as the situation escalates, it's just clear that they they never handle escalations well. So the video that's circulating is there was this lady who lost, who was like, the video started with her being crowded around by police and she was getting like, you know, pushed to the floor and everything. I don't know what led up to that. I don't know. She could have tried to stab a police officer for all I know. So I don't know what she did. Maybe they were justified in it. But they were clearly using more force than was necessary for, an, for like a middle-aged woman. And then they shoved her very forcefully back into the crowd, which they shouldn't have done. They should have either arrested her or just led her back to the crowd. I don't know why you would have to push her back. And then she tried to come back because she'd lost her glasses. And she was trying to speak to the police officer and say, I need my glasses. I can't see. Can I have my glasses? And again, even more forcefully this time, pushed her back. That was the video. That is just a lack of training. Again, I don't know if they were in the right for trying to detain her at first. Yeah. But if she was that much of a threat, you should have just kept her detained. Yeah, the initial. There was no reason to let her go if she was a threat. And if she wasn't, then why would you push her back into the crowd with such force and such aggression? Yeah. How do you feel about um, uh, the fact that we've got um, Corby going on and all these motherfuckers are? To be honest, right I don't now. care. I've never really been terrified of COVID. And speaking as someone whose yeah. grandfather passed away from COVID, I still don't think COVID yeah, well. is that huge of an issue anymore. I think lockdown is actually a bigger problem than COVID personally so if people want to protest and they want to put their own lives at risk um, would you have well i actually did if you were in that area otherwise i probably would have joined it i mean when the black lives matter thing was yeah i know you fucking would have (laughs) i didn't give a fuck man i dived in head first and like barely anybody was even wearing a mask See, that's when COVID was. Yeah, that was when it was. Actually, yeah, I know. That's when it was actually classed as the worst fuck. as well. That's when the peak. That's when the like. The... Couldn't give a fuck. And... <laughs> but do you know what it is? I'm just trying to. Um, I'm trying to get back to normal as quick as possible. If this causes I, I, another spike, I, I, I don't possible. know. I feel like British people are kind of <laughs> kind of pricks anyway. So I feel like no matter how many rules you put in place, it's impossible to enforce all of them. And people are never just going to follow all of them. So, to be honest, just mm. drop them all. There's no point in having the disadvantages of COVID and lockdown. And you can't get rid of the disadvantages of, lo- of COVID. 
Fuck it. You know what? I'm we should just, just do the purge, man. 24 hours. Go for it. Have mm. fun. Mm. Stay away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Someone comes up to attack me Sweet with a bat. Though. One second. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Segment two, guys. Uh, segment two is when we do a deep dive into... Something, anything. I think I wrote popular culture in the description, so I'll stick with that. That just so, guys. Actually, before we move into segment uh, two, segment one. um, Again, really sorry to the family who lost their daughter, and again, we do not condone any sort of sexual harassment or sexual assault. Everyone should try to Um, be better. Everybody, please stop. (laughs) Please, I'm begging you. Oh no! Did you hear about what they did to the uh, police officer who was detained? They straight As up. As in the police who were him arresting up. him, or where they were being? Yeah, they fucked him up, man. Um, I have no idea. It might have been the police. It might have been other uh, prisoners, but they fucked him up, man. He was in hospital and everything. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. And what's worse is yeah. if he didn't do it. If he didn't do it, I feel so sorry for this motherfucker. That's I feel so bad it? for him. But if he did do it. It's okay. It's okay. Beat him the shit. Beat him up. <laughs> it's kind of punching for me. Um, cool. So segment two, deep dive. I will let yeah. uh, Adam introduce. So deep dive. Super, as super uh, today, I nearly up, said your full name. I don't know if you want me to disclose that, but as Hoodie said, it's um, pretty much just our deep dive into pop culture, something we're both interested in. The first one was Greek culture, but you're never going to see that ever again. Um, <laughs> We'll probably we'll probably speak about it again. You might, um, you might, and you never know. One day, I might feel generous. Oh yeah, you're just gonna release your yeah. own audio. Well, no, I um, said I might feel generous and, and last week anyway. was um, <laughs> oh, forgot, it was uh, the last yeah, dance. This was a joke. And well, pretty much is NBA in general. Yeah, what a banger! And this week is what the boys. It's essentially, if power corrupts, what would superpowers do? So it's you know set in real life sort of um, scenario, but if super if superhumans were, were real. And it's a very, very dark take on the, uh, the genre, and I am in love with it. Especially Anthony Starr's performance as Amanda. Oh my God, what a terrifying human being. He's... Yeah, and I've, I've written that down, actually. He deserves all That's the That's one of my notes. Anthony They're all great actors, though. They're recognition for what he did in that just, show. It's such a good cast. Oh. And, I really like when shows don't have huge, big names and I like, think... faces. It just makes it feel a little bit more real to me. But a, a lot of the mm. best actors are just not even that, that highly rated. Him, him and Carl Urban as Billy Butcher, fucking unbelievable. Any scene that they're in together, I cannot excuse I love it. No. I love it so sucks. much. Um, do you know what? I love Carl Urban so much that I don't even mind, man. But anything yeah, that Carl Urban actually nice. says or does in this show is so great. He's always like yeah. quippy one-liners, super badass, lone wolf kind of thing. And then, you know, yeah. his relationship with um, Mother's Milk. That's the black guy, right? Mother's Milk. His normally relationship with Mother's Milk. shows like these, uh, where they get so their much. material from the comics, <laughs> the comics are normally better. So I went and I read the boys' comic, and to be honest, it's nowhere near. Like, the boys' show... Is so much better than the comic. So much better. I don't know. Right. 
I'm not as nerdy as you, so I've not. It just depends on what you really watched. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty even. Yeah. So the the boys as a show, just to let you know, I know you absolutely love it. I'm like a I'm like a medium. I love it. Do you know what I mean? I'm like a it's not hot but it's not cold. Somewhere in between. Um I didn't I, I enjoyed watching it. Uh I didn't do I didn't really think about it too much when I was watching it. Um but when I started getting into it, I started really understanding why it's written the way that it is. The the writer of the comics and he helped write the show as well. There's someone called uh, Garth Ennis. I think I'm saying that. Garth Ennis, yeah. We'll just call him Gary. Um, he <laughs> he also him. wrote shows like, like... And now uh, that I know that it's Preacher. him who wrote it, Have you ever I'm Preacher? definitely going to fucking watch it. If you enjoyed The Boys, and if you enjoy... Ah, no. um, oh, fucker. Yeah, have you watched American Gods yet? No, okay, so that's another show that I recommend massively. Awesome. But he wrote Preacher. Um, he wrote Constantine. Uh, huh? Constantine. Yeah, um, who I love, by the way. He's one of my favorite DC characters. Makes sense. He wrote um, yeah, Ghost Rider comics. And then he, he he's also, two days ago, announced that he's going to help with Ooh. the new Black Label Batman comics. So those... Mate, watch out for these Batman fucking I've been comics. Reading a if lot he's Batman writing a Batman comic, it's, well. it's gonna be sick. It's gonna be so good. Yeah, man. it's honestly gonna be so good. Yeah, I have a feeling that it's gonna take like a, yeah, yeah. A, a, uh, do you know the Dark Knight vibe? Not the movie, the, the the comic when he's a bit older. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna take that vibe and just escalate on that, and um, it's gonna be good, man. It's gonna be good. So this guy clearly loves a dark superhero or an antihero story. Um, and the shows, the the sorry, the movies that I compared it oh, to, to the boys are things like Kickass, uh, yeah, things like Watchmen, brilliant. I need to and things like Chronicle. Yeah, Watchmen is like great as well. By the way, Chronicle is brilliant. I'm so upset and uh, for what Chronicle. My boy Michael B. Jordan, but we did. Let's not talk about that. Spoilers. Yeah, what? what, what <laughs> Michael B. Jordan survived. Love that man. What? I sent yeah. you those pictures the other day. Yeah. This is so weird. I sent Adam pictures of guys. This is this probably helps our case for that's what we were so talking fun. about. In that's the, so weird. The, uh, what happened you know what I mean? last week? <laughs> Honestly, don't get me wrong. I appreciate looking at a nice looking lady. I feel like well, Michael B. Jordan it, it, topless. It's, it's healthy. Jesus to just Christ, appreciate man. a good looking guy from time to time. And Michael B. Jordan, Henry Cavill, those two are up 100%, there. Nate, you know what? Did you see? I don't think I'd fuck him, but I'd consider. I, I wouldn't say no straight away. <laughs> <laughs> if I was drunk, well, the boys, it would be difficult. So I absolutely to say love no. the boys. Um, um, sorry, actually, before we go on, I was going to say you something, can do but it. I forget what I was going to say. I can do this. I can remember it. <laughs> oh, yes. Michael B. Jordan. This is how sexy of a guy he is, right? Um, <laughs> I know exactly where you're going. He was on the Graham Norton show a while ago. I don't remember yeah. where it was or anything. Absolutely. Cheryl Cole. Over him. Did you see it? Cheryl Cole could not even, like, her face was red. Her face was red, bro, on the show, which is, you know, it's hard to keep your composure when you're sat next. If you're a 
girl who is attracted to this guy. Did you hear about that girl who sat next to him on a couch? She created her team so hard, the braces broke. Yeah, he paid for him, took a picture with her. Mate, he paid for him. I yeah, bet there was it. a motherfucking water problem for a week. That street probably had... right. <laughs> that street was flooded, bro. He's called it. That's a good phrase for it. Uh, problematic discharge. But <laughs> before we start falling over, my they ran out of towels so quickly that they forget about what the deep dive's about. I love the cinematography for the boys. I love the acting. I love the casting. I love the themes. I love the writing. I love the seances. Ah, oh, it's probably top five shows I've ever watched. Honestly, I really like. How did you feel two. about the comparison? Bro, I know a lot of the most satisfying. All right, I'm gonna spoil a little bit here, but the most. Fair enough. Yeah, just for anybody who's listening, but the most satisfying. I've watched it. I watched it. Go on. The most satisfying scene I've. No, I've probably years maybe a decade is when stormfront got rocked by all those girls oh my god i was screaming i was yelling i was yelling i was jumping (laughs) out my chair i was fucking punching my monitor i felt like i was getting licked it felt so good what a bitch they're so good at making you feel things for these characters because homeland is terrifying Stormfront is a cunt. Chewie is just my poor baby boy who's being corrupted. Billy is such an asshole. <laughs> like he's an ar- he's an asshole to deal with asshole. So he's, but he's, he's an enjoyable be, asshole. He's not a good person. He was about to he was about to turn that yeah. kid into fucking strawberry flavored potato salad with a crowbar. Uh, he was he was gonna do it, guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that bit where yeah. she gets blasted, but and she gets killed by the kid—not killed, but she gets burnt up. By I the knew kid. it was coming. That that moment there was very very satisfying, and I feel like the um, the reason why it was so enjoyable uh, for uh, to watch the um, all the female superheroes kind of get together and beat the shit out of this woman is because each one of them had motive. Each one of them should have been there at the like they were all there at the right time through different story arcs and shit right so it was all they designed all very very well to get them all in the her. same place yeah. to beat the shit out of her and i think that's the biggest difference between yeah that's that's the biggest yeah, difference course. between and i, what I thought about this when question. i was watching the show yeah have you yeah, watched yeah. endgame yeah you know the bit it. where all the women get together well you know all the bit where the women get together in that fight right so you have all the female superheroes in one place at the same time. Fair enough. They were all there at the same time. It didn't necessarily mean they all had to get together and fight at the same time. I think Marvel fucked it up in that situation. They didn't necessarily have to get that women's no, power thing um, across because they already had tons of female superheroes. So yeah, they already had tons of super uh, female superheroes uh, who were shown as heroic, who saved the fucking day, who were, you know, they even had some anti-heroes like Gamora. Um, not Gamora, Nebula. Do you know what I mean? And she did a bit. And there was a lot of women power shown throughout the whole, the 11 movies or whatever that led up to it. They didn't need to do that. They forced that in because of the women's boys, power. The boys, and all that kind of shit. The, boys yeah. the boys got it right. The boys got it right. The boys got it right. 
in order to show that 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 kind of movement. It wasn't terrible. You're right. They yeah. everything they do is at least average, but they didn't need to put it in there. If they yeah, had, I know what you mean. It, was, it wasn't. There, vital, I would have had still really the same amount of respect. Story and it wasn't that satisfying. It was very clear that it had ulterior ulterior motives, but it didn't yeah. it didn't take anything away. Like it wasn't it wasn't really that forced. Yeah, but it's fucking Endgame. Well, it added like 15 seconds of my time, bro. Yeah, you can come about three times. Anyway. Um, you know how much I can do with 15 boys, seconds, bro? The boys handled it masterfully. They, they, yeah. <laughs> um, they did the female empowerment thing right. My favorite part about that entire show has to be Homelander, though. Because yeah, 100%. it just makes sense. Like, he's clearly a horrible, horrible... Mm. I'm not even going to say person. He's a god. He's... He's a god, and it just takes the idea of what if Superman was corrupted. But it makes sense why he is the way he is. His backstory, the fact that he's not completely heartless. I love it when they do that, when they make villains not just evil. They're evil, but like it's not 100% of their being. He's got a son who he genuinely loves and cares about, and he does not want his son to be like him. Mm. He wants his son to be better. Because you can see when Homefront is trying to like talk about Nazism and basically trying to turn his son into a white supremacist, Homelander is uncomfortable with it. He doesn't want it. Yeah, it was good. That was, by the way, that was a great. Yeah, and the fact that, that was a great twist. I, I think that was a the great twist in that show. Like, they showed that she was an Nazi. Very subtle nuances are the best part of the show for me besides the performances, because those are brilliant and nothing can take away from them. But, like, Billy is racist, technically. In that world, the equivalent of, like, racist. Because if they're a suit, if he, he hates the boy just because he's a suit. He doesn't think Example. he's good because he's got superpowers. If you have superpowers, at Homelander, Homelander's son, I forget his name. Wait, which one? Oh, the young, the young lad. Oh, yeah, yeah, he hates him. Well, no, he hates him because I, Homelander that, raped his wife and produced a child with her and then kept him himself in the show. And chose not to like... I don't think it's because he's related to Homelander. That might be a factor, but... If you were married to someone, in the show, right, and someone suit, else... He can't be I don't trusted. actually know. Actually, tell a lie, sorry. Did he... All right. By the way, I forget. I think in I know the they showed show it, one, it, it was. wasn't rape, was it? I'm getting confused between the comics and the show. I, I can't. This is why I'm, I, one but of them was, was, in the was comics, rape and the other one was cheating, but I can't remember which one is the show and which one's the comic. <coughs> okay, cool. Well, yeah, I mean, it makes sense that Billy right, you keep going, I'm going to Google But, like, if you have superpowers, Billy hates you. It doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter if, like, you know, you're trying to help them. If you've got superpowers, he dislikes you. He doesn't trust you. He technically, like he, he is in in a lot of senses a justified racist in that show, and that's a cool theme that they explore. Because even Starlight earn, starts to earn mm. his respect after a while, but he still doesn't like her and still doesn't trust her and still would like sacrifice her immediately. But they bond mm. over Huey, and it's so good because Huey's basically just Billy Butcher's son. But, ah, oh, ah, oh, I love it so much. Mm. 
Yeah. That okay, so really quickly before we carry on. Um she was raped in the show. She was raped, yeah, it was classed as rape. Um that um the scene in season two when Huey gets fucked up at that mental hospital or the uh, soup so hospital. Good. And uh, they kind of, they start bonding and they have to find a way to, to get into a hospital. And then she, she fucks up that guy in the car. Oh my God. I was like, damn, she had to do what she had to do, but she did it the wrong way, man. And um, that's kind of when she realized that that was the first kind of steps as to, to her becoming corrupt, in my opinion. And that, obviously no superhero starts out corrupt. It's the tiniest little things that, you know, have a knock-on effect. It's okay to do this one little thing. It's okay to cheat in this one situation. It's okay to cover it up this one time. And then slowly but surely, I feel like this happened to every single student in the seven. Every single one of them slowly but surely got away with more and more and more shit. And eventually, eventually, they were just dickheads. They were all corrupt uh, by the end of it. Queen Maeve, like I, I feel you can like kind of defend knows. her now because Queen she's atoned for ever since. She's not going um, to but Homeland is still corrupt, and she's like the fact that she's depressed. Like it, it, it's fucking mm. good writing. It's just every character is so deep, and the motivations make sense. Even, even, uh, what's his name? Deep Noir, or is it? No, no, no. It's just Noir. Black Noir. That's it. Um. The Deep is fucking hilarious. The girls... Man, honestly, The Deep is... Well, that moment oh. where in season one where the, the, the um, confrontation between... No, the, the confrontation between The Deep and Starlight in that first episode or second Amazing episode or whatever it is after point. she gets introduced to the seven. And in the comic, it's Homelander who does it. That Homelander these superheroes are not normal superheroes. And Starlight actually... What an amazing yeah, turning point. Starlight actually, like... Well, basically, just gives him head. Yeah, does she actually do it? She does it with the deep as well. Heat. In the show. But I think yeah, you know the scene where it, show. it doesn't show it. Got, um, sexually assaulted. Like his gills got so fingered that was so cringe and uncomfortable. And I've never seen a show handle the theme of sexual assault better than that. Nobody can watch that scene and not go like, oh, that's fucking gross. It's so doesn't look right. It's so gross. It, and it, yeah. yeah, it's the gills, man. Is it the gills? The, gi- yeah. the gills put but, it off a lot. That's, that's the point. The fact and there's that a huge like bit in season seven with him making peace nice with it, right? And it looks gross. He's being sexually assaulted. It makes you cringe. It's not nice to watch. That's, that's, oh, it's so good. It's so good. I love this show. Another thing that I think I, I enjoyed about the show um, is that when a superhero makes an, uh, doesn't uh, like has an accident, no matter what, <clears throat> it can cause civilian death. Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't have a specific example, but for, in my head, for whatever reason, I feel like I mean, if Homeland was walking down the street and he turns around too quickly, he could cause someone to die. Do you know what I mean? Um, he wouldn't give a fuck either, yeah. How he explains that to the public, though, is very different. So I've written down here, the biggest difference between the shows and a normal superhero story is that the writers allow really bad shit to happen, like extremely bad shit to happen. Um, and actually is realistic, like in, in a normal day-to-day like thing, if a superhero existed, 
things like this yeah, would happen. So there's extremely brutal deaths. Um, translucent. That was fucking hilarious. That was such a horrible death. Um, the the plane, uh, the plane crash. God damn it. That was emotional. That was tough because Mavis broken up and after that. Um, oh, the one where he goes into the warehouse and just fucking... Like, he, do you know, normally in a superhero show, you expect someone to go into the warehouse and, you know, do a couple of different moves, you know, use a bit of hand-to-hand combat. He was like, fuck it, I've got laser eyes. I'm going to just laser everybody. And if you're, if you're realistically, if you have those powers, that's what you would do. Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, there's extremely brutal deaths. There's sexual harassment and assault from the superheroes, right? Not from the evil guys, from the superheroes who are meant to be good. Um, there are truly, uh, uh, truly evil acts of selfishness, um, and that's seen with a lot of the cover-ups. So one of the scenes is where yeah. uh, Homelander and um, Queen Maeve, Queen Maeve, right? Yeah, uh, they both are trying to save a plane from going down, but they can't, so they leave it. And then they lie and they say they didn't get there in time. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's just a really selfish, selfish behavior. And they could have, you know, yeah, saved it the plane crash a bit earlier or something else. It, is, it was their fault at the end of the day. And then the ho- Homelander uh, was lying to all of them. He's like, we're going to save you. Yeah. Uh, they weren't, though. And then they got back and, and they lied to the media and pretended they were really sad about it. And Queen Maeve was sad about it. But she just wanted to tell the yeah, truth right. that they let those people die, um, and Homeland was like, "No, yeah. fuck it, we didn't let anybody die." Know what doing about. We're really upset this happened. And then, the last thing that I really enjoy about the show um, is the fact that in a normal world, we need money to survive. That's another thing I want. To and mention. with superheroes basically being celebrities and re- revered as like gods in this show. That's another thing. So they don't mind making shit tons of money. Whereas the average, the average superhero, let's take Superman for example, he's got a shitty job at the same, uh, the yeah. Daily Planet, right? And they don't have any old. So that's how he gets his income. Like Everybody, but these guys all are. love making money, so but they made it, themselves it's into celebrities. Like, it takes the real life scenario of celebrities abusing their fame yeah. and their power, and it's dialed up to fucking twenty five thousand. Because not only do they have fame and power and like control over the media and everything like that, they also have just physical, raw, actual power. And I think Homelander especially is so horrifying. Like A-Train is scary because he's difficult to deal with. Like it's it's rough trying to kill somebody like A-Train. It's very difficult to make a contingency plan for him. Homelander though, is so like you can't kill him yeah you just avoid him you just make plans to like negate his he's untouchable usefulness the only thing you can do is take him out of the equation and distract or something like that and do whatever plan you were trying to you cannot yeah he's a constant problem and it's beautiful and there's a you know the scene where his son gets um taken like they're living in the cabin and then he comes home and there's a SWAT team. It's so good. I felt so sad. Oh my God, what a scene. Because when he showed up. What an unbelievably like, awesome you know, he scene. He doesn't know what's going on. SWAT team there. He's like, what's, what's happening? Yeah, right? 
he heard it in their mic, right? That was such a sick moment. They, he heard it. He has super hearing. And they, in the, in, in the mic of the commander or whatever, that it was, uh, oh no, in his, um, this, what are they called? Intercoms, right? In the intercoms, he heard uh, um, a command coming my through. My favorite part, though. And he heard the command and he was like, oh, fuck, before. they're after my son. He just murders every it's single one of them. Very subtle things is... like that. Like, he hears it and then he realizes what's happening. Why? And then he just slowly closes the door behind him. And that's when you know. Oh no, every single soldier oh, and he in closed. the building yeah. is about to die. And you, I, when I saw him close the door, I was just so upset. I was like, these, these guys are just doing their job. They, got, they thought they were going to have some dinner later. They thought they were going to like <laughs> go home. Poor guys. Oh, man. Nah, it's a good show. But at the end of the day, I didn't enjoy it as much as, like, if I was to go and watch a Marvel movie. You know what I'm like with Marvel. I fucking love that shit. Or any sort of superhero movie. I actually um, preferred the I, ju- I just don't know why. Most just... Marvel movies. There are certain I, Marvel I, movies which like, yeah, of it. Just like Black medium. Panther, I would say. Um, yeah. Infinity War. Infinity War. Bro, don't I even do say because Infinity like, War is fucking sick. Writing That's my favorite Marvel movie. Just from like, oh, film and media oh. background, like writing is more important to me than probably anything. Maybe a good fight scene can like unbiased towards that as well. But listen, the, this okay. The reason why I like it so much is because the normal movie is what there's build up, there's a fight, and then there's a payoff, right? Infinity War was just like fuck it fight through the whole fucking thing and then make the superheroes lose, which Marvel don't normally do. And when they did it, and they did it on such a high budget with all these amazing characters that we've known for 11 years, all of a sudden, shit becomes emotional. Like that, that scene where Captain America comes out from yeah. the train, um, the train goes past, and he comes out of nowhere, and the theme song comes on, and brilliant. the spear is thrown, he is and he catches brilliant. it. That shit, that's, that moment there gave me goosebumps. Another moment is when Thor... Yeah, <clears throat> is like the reason why is because it's different. Like it, it's just action, action, action. Then there are snippets in between of emotional moments. The bit where uh, Thor comes out of nowhere and just yeah, fucking yeah. terrorizes the bad guy. Uh, uh, Give me Thanos. Yeah, um, I love the, that the army. Sorry, do you know when he I shoots down with rocket? Mate, that. that scene there is just fucking unbelievable. Yeah, and then another one is um, yeah, hundred percent, man. What a sexy guy as well. Oh, I see you copied my beard. That what a guy. <laughs> and then um, I don't Captain remember. America goes. Uh, I, oh, I it's see. It's bad because I watched the scene like, yesterday like or the day before. Wait, what did like you that. say? Do you remember? But ah, dickhead. All right. Yeah. And then I love. Oh, sorry. Holland, and then at the end, Holland where um, Spider Man goes. I'm a big fan of him. Yeah. When Spider Man. God. Damn it. That was a tough scene to watch. Because then, do you know, in the writing, um, after Spider-Man disappears, you know, Iron Man looks at his hand for a second. Do you see that? Looks at his hand. Because he thinks he's about to go yeah. as well. He thinks he deserves he thinks he's about to, to go, but he doesn't. Spider-Man. And he's yeah. more upset because he doesn't go. He's upset because he doesn't fucking go. It's good. They know what they're doing. Oh, they my God. They definitely know what and they're doing. And when you look at it like that, that is a completely different I mean, Joss Whedon and the, the Russo brothers have done amazing work with the Marvel 
yeah, with the with the Marvel franchise. Um, Kevin Feige as well. Yeah, let's go back to the boys. That's the real focus. No, I'm kidding. Sorry, we're, I feel like we should probably move on here. to uh, <laughs> Oh shit! Probably Stormfront getting up. Oh, oh, shit, I was going to suggest what's That's your favorite moment so, of the oh, boys? Bro, what's your favorite it scene? It was so good. It was so funny. I don't think they could have possibly really? made it any more satisfying than it was. She got <laughs> roughed up. Yeah, she's only because she run. Uh, oh, you she's quite the, a powerful superhero. The, she survived that run. shit, by the way. She survived full on burns. Yeah. Yeah, she survives that as well. She's still alive. She's gonna. Didn't um, Homelander? I don't know if she's her. gonna fully recover. For before Homelander three, showed up and then but, like um, put her out of her misery. She's still gonna be alive in season three. I don't know what they're gonna do with her. Fair enough. Yeah, and that's the first. Do you know like, what my favorite scene is? When um, it sets Fury's the girlfriend whole dies, tone. That's the first five minutes. The reason why it's my favorite scene. And they did an exactly. amazing job it, at making us in feel that like very moment right there. That, you know the show right. is not going to be normal, and that <laughs> yeah, immediately. Yeah. And they established who she is. They, they made her into a really likable character straight away. Somebody like that, and then oh, just fucking it's ran so good her. and so literally so, oh, It's writing. It's just good fucking writing. Oh my god, I love it so much. Another scene that I really enjoyed was the. Um, when they were trying to figure out how to kill Translucent. How do you kill someone with impenetrable skin? Frenchie and is, can turn invisible. Like, secretly my well, favourite character. Well, it's obvious, right? You put a it's bomb between Frenchie and Homelander. Because <laughs> I fucking love him. He's... <laughs> you cannot tell okay. me the line. Why? Why Frenchie? The line um, when Stormfront is, like, just about to His get His storyline in season two and... was... Kimiko says some his... shit. Oh no, she just laughs. And then she like sign languages to Frenchie. And Frenchie's like, she's gonna stick a boot up your nasty kitty. I fucking love it. That's so good. Oh, Frenchie's my favorite character. He's so funny. <laughs> um, do you know what's really funny about that episode? As soon as they started discussing how to kill him, I would have gone with poison, but I I mean, which is a bit weird. Fair enough. Which says a lot about my own personality. Fuck. I I literally, I I can't remember who I was. was, I remember I was watching it. Yeah, they tried tried that shit with Wolverine Wolverine as well. The way that I would do it is trying to get a bomb inside Wolverine. They've tried that shit with Wolverine. Uh, yeah, Wolverine's mad. So many people have tried to put bombs inside Wolverine because of the skeleton. Um, another yeah, another great scene was the uh, the baby lasers when Billy picks up the baby and it's just shooting fucking lasers from his eyes and he's like controlling the baby. That was so weird. I actually thought when I was watching that scene, I thought I was high as fuck. And then I, I paused it and I had to take a minute. I was like, have I taken any drugs in the last 30 minutes? No. And this is why I mean when I say that. <laughs> and then I've like, paused it. Technically, it's just still a baby being shot. Um, it's just so weird. When he puts the baby back, he says something along the lines of, like, I'm going to kill you when you grow up, by the way. <laughs> something like that. He's like, if you grow up, if you, like, when you grow up, 
I'll be back for you or some, some <laughs> shit like that. I can't remember the exact words. But the, the oh. general feel is just because it's a soup baby, he believes that it's going to grow up to be evil, so he's going to have to kill him. Do you know what? It doesn't look like that baby survived anyway. I think a lot of babies die when they take the um, um, uh, V... Yeah. Was it V5? V formula, yeah. is that what it's called? Yeah, why not? I don't fucking know. Magical power formula. Super juice. Super juice. Super juice. Yep. That's, that's a great one. Um, bit of trivia for you. Uh, do you know the writer of the show, Garth, Garth Ennis? also wrote uh, Judge Dredd. Um, I haven't, actually. And then he worked with Carl Urban in Judge Dredd 2012. Have you watched that show, the movie? Oh, you motherfucker, that is a great movie. That is a great movie. Again, very similar, very anti-hero, very uh, lots of, like, brutal deaths and all that kind of stuff. They're not, they don't really shy away from uh, stuff, PG... <laughs> PG thirteen kind of thing, um, but that's how he knew Carl Urban, and that's how he got Carl, Carl Urban into the boys. The fact that because he felt like he would do a wait, great job. Have you watched Billy any Bunch behind the scenes or like bloopers at all for the boys? When Anthony Starr is just being himself, like when he's just chilled and he's a few, smart, yeah, he's a smaller like, guy than I thought he was going to be. You still see him as Homelander, and you still think at any moment he's going to switch from being his nice, kind, friendly mm. self. To just laser in everybody in the motherfucking crew. If that isn't good acting, I don't know what is. When you're terrified of the, the yeah. regular human being because you feel like at any yeah. moment he's gonna suddenly fly into the air and just ground pound a baby into dust. Because that fucking <laughs> homelander shit. Just homelander thing. Do you know what? I think I think you know when Homelander's nah, being not. nice. I think that's his <laughs> actual character. Like that's his actual characteristic. Oh no, Anthony Starr is a good. He guy. seems like a rather nice guy. His act, his, 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 what Anthony Starr? See what you mean. I thought you meant Homelander. Like yeah, character. Anthony Starr. I feel like he's a really nice guy. So when he's pretending to be nice, he's not actually. He's actually being nice. And then when he's, no, no, Homelander's so a dickhead, bro. Trust. Um, but when Anthony Starr is acting, is when he's being a dick. I can't believe, by the way, I cannot yeah. believe they put him on top of a building and just asked him to wank. <laughs> the power complex and the fact that he feeds himself and he's in love with himself. That shit is I so mean, funny. That's what would happen. If you were the most powerful by a mile, oh, like being on the planet, then you, you would have a power complex. You'd be in love with yourself. Your ego would be massive. You probably I mean, it's something value definitely worth trying. You have a wank on top of a rooftop? I don't do any of that now, so I'm joking. I'm joking. Great. <laughs> yeah, man. Nah, I wish um, I had though. I don't know, but you. someone gets something in their hair. Is it fun? What happens when you fall off? Could you imagine looking out your window and you just saw Homelander just jacking it on top of a fucking gargoyle or something? <laughs> you just go back inside and just go about your day. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like seeing um, if you live like in right, let's move on to shower if you look across the other apartment you're seeing someone naked in the window and just cracking on because there's nothing you can do <laughs> yeah probably oh, I mean do you reckon his no um, because he managed do you reckon to get he has super spawn that I mean, should just shoot across the city probably put a, put a fucking hole through <laughs> 
Oh, uh, another thing that I wanted to mention was, um, you know, Robin, the his girlfriend, uh, Robin Ward, Ward is her full name in the show, uh, and it's a reference to uh, Dick Grayson, who is um, when he was first introduced, yeah, Batman's Ward. And on top of that, um, that's a cool little factoid. It's a shame that she there died was something else, but I didn't write it down. That's a shame. Moved on. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, segment three, man. Shower questions. So me and me and Adam have to just get in the shower. Nah, Give us two minutes. Nah. <laughs> oh my god! Shall I add the sound effect in? Nah, okay, fine. I'll make that decision later. Imagine. Um, cool. Right. Uh, so shower questions is uh, a segment where we just ask each other some interesting or thought-provoking questions, with all honesty. And um, get to know get to know the person a little bit more. Get to know you just a little bit deeper on the inside. Because, well, I mean, we know each other pretty <laughs> well anyway. Uh, but I feel like there are certain things... You're speaking to the audience, man. This is, I'm looking at my shower question. And you're not even paying attention. You're not even paying attention anymore, are you? Bro. You're not even recording this, are you? You're just looking for the audience, bro. This is just you hours a week. <laughs> Nobody else. <laughs> it better fucking be um, Cool. So, shit, is it recording? I don't. I, I genuinely don't know if it's recording. All right, one second. Let me check. Yeah, man, it's been recording. Jesus, we are ninety-one minutes into this thing. This is going to have to be a big edit. Um, cool. So, I'm going to jump in and ask my question first. Um, my my question is actually, funnily enough, a lot That's to do with yourself. Great one. What is um, the one thing that people always misunderstand? Probably that I'm like... And how do you feel about really, it? Really, really unempathetic or emotionless. Um, because I'm very, very monotone and quite a logical person. So people tend Boy. to assume that uh, it's just because, you know, it's just, just because I'm... They take the the chilled kind of demeanor and think that means I'm, I'm just don't really get affected by stuff or I don't you know feel much towards any kind of situation. I am probably one of the most passionate people I know. I get very frustrated very very easily. I just very rarely let it show. I get very upset easily as well. I'm a very angry person. Yeah, I'm a very very angry person. Um. I'm also a very happy person, though. Very yeah, like, talking about the boys, watching the boys. Huh? Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, it, none of the emotions really show very much. Like you, you <laughs> would be very hard pressed to find someone who's seen me <laughs> like genuinely angry. I can't even remember the last time that I let my anger show in front of another human being. But like, it's also kind of true, though. Okay. Why, why is it that you don't show... Why is it, do you reckon, you don't show, like, emotion or specifically anger in front of other people? Um, well, this is Because you said it would be hard-pressed to find someone who like has was, seen you angry, but why is that? I was what, when you get angry, why don't you show it? I was... I kind of had, like, <laughs> anger issues as a child, and it was very, very frowned upon whenever I did let my emotions show because my emotions were very destructive a lot of the time. So I had to kind of get used to bottling it um, I think it's mostly though, just due to like my 
my mm. mum and dad. They just don't show much emotion either. Mm. So I just, I, if I had to guess, I'm not a psychologist, but it's probably that. They don't show very much emotion either. You feel like, well, you said you used to be, yeah. um, show emotion yeah. quite easy when you were younger. Um, Did you yeah, ever have like very, very outbursts? I, I used to. Just things that you um, wouldn't even be able to control. Hurt others, hurt myself. Oh, yeah, I was a shitty kid. I would hurt others. I would hurt myself. I would break stuff. I was slam the doors. Very hurt violent. Damn. Did you ever? Um, well, one obviously that's going to be a little bit to do with hormonal uh, issues. That's going to be to do with um, emotional, not understanding emotional intelligence. Or, or lacking of emotional intelligence. Um, um, but was there a point where you turned yeah. around? Probably and when had I started to say doing martial arts. No more, no more outbursts. Martial arts helped for this 100%. Like more than anything else in my life, I think martial arts helped my emotional intelligence. Um, before I even knew what emotional intelligence was. Mm. Because in a setting like that, where the most frustrating cool. thing in the world is getting punched in the face, it's so annoying. It's so annoying. All you want to do is punch them in the face back. Like that is, it's very, very frustrating. So, but I was, I was in a setting where getting frustrated would only get me punched in the face more. Like, and I was terrified of hurting the other person. I wasn't really that scared of getting hurt myself. I was because if I lost my temper, mm. my sifu was gonna beat the dog shit out of me. So I was terrified for my life. But it was also a matter of, I want to get better. This is a barrier. I need to overcome it. And I cannot hurt the other person I'm saying this. Not intentional. That is yeah. unacceptable. So this, this isn't even a problem about me anymore. This is just something that needs to be taken care of immediately. Okay, cool. And then how do you feel about the fact that people misunderstand that? you, Even though you come across as someone who's very maybe monotoned, not just in the way I don't speak, mind as well. that much um, just because I know that I'm monotone people say and things like oh he doesn't care about I me. feel like there's more benefits to being stoic than than negatives at least in my opinion just because in in my mind's eye sort of the person that I would like to be is always in control always chilled always you know like a strong silent type kind of figure Bit more violent than that. I don't think. I don't think I'd ever. Like I don't a, think I've, I'd ever shave my. I would move my hair before I shave my head. Give me about a year. But um, <laughs> yeah, strong, silent type, something like that, mate. When when we get out of lockdown, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna do so much dumb shit. Give it about three. You might months. see me bold within the first week. I don't know. Okay, cool. I live. I'm definitely not leaving with the same liver I came with. Tell you that much. <laughs> uh bro, you know what? I'm not gonna lie to you. I've spoiled and I said, listen, are we are we booking the, the week off on the twenty first? <laughs> like, like I want him to come out with us and just get absolutely fucked up. Um but I think we might we might take a day or two, you never know. Uh, all I know is if we if we do manage to make it into 
the field on the Tuesday. Everybody's going to do a PB. 21st is a Monday, right? Everybody's if we manage to make it into the field on the Tuesday, <laughs> everyone's going to be either hungover yeah. or potentially dead. PB stands for personal best. Everyone's going to be... <laughs> <laughs> PBs are easiest to do when you're hungover, people, just to let you know. All my PBs have been done when I'm hungover. The most money um, I ever made. All in my a great day days, all my comebacks have sales. been done when I am hungover as shit. Dying. Um, I, I, man, that, that, was the, that was the day when I first caught COVID, or at least I think I did. This was way back in December before it was like a, like a real thing. I was dying. I was hungover. I was sick. I was. I couldn't keep anything down. Mm. I had a fever. I yeah, you told like me about this. Such shit, and I made so much. Money that day. <laughs> I was also relating to everybody because they were all hungover from Christmas parties. So I was like, listen, yeah, it's because you just don't give I'm a hungover. fuck. Listen, <laughs> cats and dogs, they're cold. <laughs> you want to help, right? I'm hungover. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I want to <laughs> give us your fucking bank details. Misunderstand love. about you and how does that make you? Cool. Feel? What were we talking about? Yeah, you thought you were getting off scot free, little prick. Oh, motherfucker. See, I designed this question for you. <laughs> um, I don't know, I think bro, people assume that you're a party what? guy. If you were to say, they assume that you're like this because you know me better than super extroverted, like you know, always up for a party, always up for a drink, maybe a little bit of like scummy fuckboyish as well. Oh yeah, no. Do you know what? A lot of people do think that about me. You're right. They uh, they assume that I've been everywhere and done everything. If you know what I mean, but I really haven't. Like one of the things that I've never done is gone on a, a lad's holiday. I think this was brought up in the last episode, wasn't it? Yeah, but again, I'll, I'll point it out again. I'm not a fan yeah. of that shit. Like, I, I love to uh, have fun with my friends. You but do I'm not seem a big fan extremely of extroverted. Party. Like, you know those I, I massive know house parties where you know you, like, you're not introverted, but you like, get lost. Don't like that know, shit. You're not, at all. not exactly um, a party freak either. Yeah, and actually, tell you what, that one of the reasons why is. Um, Going back to our first segment, it's because that line between such, um, you know, when you go on a night out, unfortunately, um, society um, has folk, uh, not forced, but has um, maneuvered yeah. Yeah. young men, especially teenagers uh, and early 20s, into believing yeah. that the one goal of going out on a night out is to do what? Is to, is to go and, you know, What's the word that everyone uses? Pull. Pull. It's to pull. And I fucking hate that word so much. I swear to God. Uh, unfortunately, um, you know, a lot of times when I do go on night outs with the lads, uh, and again, I'm, I'm using inverted commas there, the lads. Um, I'm today. Um, I, the only reason I go out is to have fun. If that then leads to the pull, and that leads to the pull. Who am I to complain? Um, when money and fame is what drives me insane. I of course I got it, but you just no. Yeah, I know. Did you not I get... know what it is. Bro, that's I know age... what it is, buddy. It's that's an just... age lyric. Why that's are you using? I don't know. It's just it's weird when you do it. 
like when your dad tries <laughs> to be cool and tries to fucking fit in with a kid. He's from Manchester. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Those are what we. Everyone listening, there was this one time me and Louis were drinking. <laughs> I, I, I bought myself a pair of white Air Force, fresh out the box, wore them out, and hoodie, whitest voice I've ever heard, leans over. Those are what we call Air Forces, yeah? My God. <laughs> you know what, brother? I'm not going to lie to you. That was the day that I realised that I'm going to be a great dad. Unbel- fucking awesome dad, bro. Uh, but yeah, no, to be honest with you, I'm, I, that, the, the party life isn't really... I mean, I enjoy it when I'm there. I enjoy it more specifically when I'm around really, really good friends. That's why, bro, I'm telling you, I miss you so much sometimes because you're down, you're down in London and, you know, when I'm partying, the only thing I'm thinking about is fucking where am I, what are my closest friends? I think that kind of, that mentality towards having fun with, with more specifically with friends was when I was in Kuwait. And when I was in Kuwait, I had, I, I spent three years in, for anyone who doesn't know, um, I spent three years in Kuwait uh, doing my GCSEs, finish off my GCSEs and doing my A-levels. And in that time, um, I was there for three years. I developed such a great friendship group, not just quantity, but quality as well. So we had like 15, maybe even 20 people in this group. And every single one of us knew each other inside out. Um, yeah, when yeah, when yeah, we yeah, hung yeah. out, things were just easy if you know what I mean. You didn't have to think about Those shit. Yeah. Things came natural. The way that you and I speak um, is kind of the way that I spoke to them. And those kind of relationships I didn't realize are hard to come by, especially in the last three, four years now that I've been back in the UK. I think you, you are probably one of the few people that I can genuinely sit down and have a conversation with and yeah, not have to come. think about yeah, I know what, you mean. what to say. Do you know what I mean? It just, yeah. So even in this podcast, I'd say like 70% of the time, we're just riffing. We're just chatting shit. The other percent of the time, I'm just looking at my notes and seeing what to, where to go to next. Um, so I think because it was, because I spent so much quality time around such a high uh, quantity of people, um, my, my idea of having yeah, fun it's always the company, though, the revolved around having great friends. And yeah. Yeah. So when when people see things like me at a house party or me at a fucking event or something, I think that, yeah, they, they probably misunderstand that I prefer a really good conversation over getting hmm. pissed up and drunk. Although when you add the two together, it's something special. <laughs> um, but yeah. And the way I feel about it is... Yeah, I to be honest, this is a very, very similar stance to me. Uh, I don't really mind if people think that I uh, I'm emotionless because it's just yeah it's got more benefits than it does and disadvantages. But at the same time, yeah. sometimes I I would like to feel more natural because I'm not scared to show my emotions. Like if I'm if I'm watching a movie, bro, I'm actually an emotional fucking person. If I'm watching a movie, it's sad. Yeah, I. Oh fuck! Yeah. See, I'm, when I'm watching I'm Naruto, not right, to cry in front and Jiraiya dies, and I'm not oof, afraid to like laugh. Yeah. The moment where he splits that 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 icicle in, in half, the, the it ice felt pop. like Minato was in the room. 
Damn it. And somebody was chopping onions as well. But I'm not afraid to cry. I'm not afraid to cry in front yeah. of people. I'm not afraid to like show emotion <laughs> in front of people. It's just that I never really feel the need to. Like it doesn't come to me naturally. It, for me to show the emotion, I would have to force it. And that's the only part that I kind of dislike. I wish I more naturally showed, mm. showed emotion. Yeah, it was. That's good, man. Cool. That was great. That was a good question. Um, Shall we move on to the next yeah. one, or is that good? Um, no, this no, one, I want you to ask me a little bit more like how it kind understand. of plays off one of the ones that I asked last week, yeah. which was, you know, what's the best kind of fictional world to live in and stuff like that. I want to know what you think the worst one is. Like, the worst quality of life out of any anime, any show, any movie, any <laughs> comic, any book. Because I'm thinking... I, the Walking Dead's pretty shit, but I doubt... I'm it. thinking The Walking Dead or something like it's that. It's nowhere near the worst, though. That's a shit. I think like Castlevania that, is probably the worst. You've seen the Netflix series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we were... Fucking buzzing over that. Remember in when was it last like yeah, November? Especially or in I the games though. That shit was great. Living I in that, that world show. is shit. I don't Not only know. does everyone just die though, but because God is real in that dies, world right? and like demons are real and Satan's real, if you die, that's not even the end of it. You'll probably still get you'll turn into a ghost or you'll get haunted by demons or you'll go to hell or something <laughs> will happen. You are fucked. Like, dying isn't just the end. I see. I don't think Castlevania's. I don't think Castlevania. And it's Middle Ages as well. Like like living in that situation isn't that bad. I would say the what. Well, yeah, but at the time in the Middle Ages, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know that you got teleported. You know, in the future, you things are going to be bad. You would just assume that this is it. If I exactly. got teleported to anything without toilet paper, it's the worst fucking nightmare of my life. Okay? I, I'm a big hat. If they don't have moisturizing cream, I'm fucked. <laughs> okay? Yeah, I know Bro, what you're talking beard about. Beard oil is uh, fucking yeah. necessary. I don't know if you can tell. But I don't know yeah, if you can tell. But, you know, need some beard oil I don't know what you can tell. <laughs> um, something like that. Nah, but on a real note, if you were to be transported into The Walking Dead, you lose the luxury of, you know, modern kind of technologies. And you also lose the luxury of being safe. Whereas in Castlevania, what happens is if you transport it back to that time, let's just assume you get teleported straight into a family or something like that, you would still have the luxury Fuck of... Fuck all of that. No way. You know. A normal nah. life in that time. Every village is getting raided by until you die, like once a year. <laughs> nah, minimum, minimum. That's if you don't live in a city. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could nah, just man. there's demons everywhere. Castlevania is fucked. The only reason why I say it's the worst though is because after you die, yeah, like you're still not safe. You don't, you don't just die. You don't just go to heaven. Because it's in, it, there's fucking demons. <laughs> it does in the game. Well, but how do you know that? You might get but turned into a that. vampire. You might get turned immortal. You might go to hell. Oh, shit. Okay. I mean, look at what happened to Dracula, bro. He's just sitting sitting in the darkest parts of hell, chilling with, with his missus. Yeah. 
He listen. He still looks like he wants to fucking kill himself, but he can't. Yeah, but he's telling with his missus. <laughs> exactly. It's not the end of it, bro. That's because he got stuck oh, with his shit. fucking missus. Everybody in that world. <laughs> Me too. Actually, the, that that moment where they show him in hell, I thought he was going to come back out. Possibly. And I reckon it would be. It I would reckon be an next season is all about getting him out of hell. I hope so. Anyway. Yeah, um, but on a real genuine. note, I think The Walking Dead is my my all time worst kind of fucking nightmare. It would be fun for a bit of time. It would be fun for a bit of time because I'd I get a sword or a baseball bat or something and just have some fun with the uh, with the zombie. Like I don't One understand. One thing I've why never understood about just like start zombie, down the zombies. zombie you know what I mean? They can't because the they move slowly. The media is that humans immediately just turn on each other. I don't think that would mm. happen in a zombie apocalypse mm. situation. Because you would get so no, much no. frustration out on killing Not zombies. Everyone would be so chilled and stress-free. You know stress rooms where you just go into a room and you like destroy a bunch of shit with a hammer or a baseball bat or whatever. The whole world yeah. is that now. You're feeling pissed off. You're in an argument or something. Yeah, you go yeah, outside yeah. with a hammer. You come back. You're covered in blood. But oh my God. You feel like you just had the best fucking wank of your life. You're just so... It's so loose. <laughs> oh man! Do you know what they actually explore that yeah, in yeah. season? I haven't nine. seen it since like season uh, Michonne, five. You know, the, um, the sword, the one with the sword with the katana. Yeah, I know everyone lost interest after season six. I know I forced myself to get through it, uh, but season nine, she kind of. She, she yeah, but... has to take care of the whole village. I don't know if you know this, but you know the main character, Rick? Yeah, he, he kind of disappears after at the end of season eight or the beginning of season nine or something. And it shows her dealing with the community. It shows her dealing with boy, yeah. her, her two children. You know, she has... Um... Yeah, so her and Rick ended up having a kid together. Matter. And they also had Judith, who was the little girl who was born in the prison. By the way, fucking, that was an incredible season uh, of TV. Like, no matter what you want to say about The Walking Dead, that season specifically was fucking incredible. Um, but yeah, and it shows her dealing with all these stresses all the time. And then every single night at midnight, whenever she wanted to let out the frustration of having to deal with all of these responsibilities when she didn't want to deal with it, she'd go out into the world and just start chopping down zombies, man. Which is fucking, and it's, it showed... It showed her connection, uh, not connection, but uh, a bit of a um, side-by-side with Negan. Do you know Negan? So he's one of the characters that used to do that with human beings. She was doing it with the dead people. And it would flash back and forth between her killing the zombies and taking a frustration out on the zombies and then him taking frustration out on human beings and how very easily that they can trade places. And that was an incredible I fucking don't scene. Watch it. Um, and I think they, they got <laughs> I agree, yeah. man, right. Yeah, you don't have to. But yeah. That's that's like that's the one positive, just being able to beat the shit out of some zombies, man. Um the negative is that in this world for whatever reason people are turning on them, so you've got the, hmm. the threat of the zombie or the dead is what they call it. They're not legally allowed to use the word zombie. 
And then you've also got the threat of other communities and uh, basically some evil motherfuckers, man. Yeah, it's fine. You've got the cannibals I'd, to I'd worry about. I'm a cannibal, by the way. Like, no problem. Because it's logical, hoodie. If we're in a fucking what? apocalypse... Why would you say that on the podcast? It is logical. If somebody dies, I'm not going to kill people to it's eat not them, but if somebody logical, dies and we're Adam. low on food, hey, shit, they're not using their arm anymore. I'll take a little bit of bicep. Why not? We're in an apocalypse. I ain't got the luxury of just some beans on toast anymore. <laughs> Am I wrong? Oh, man. That's so fucked up. All right, that's it, it might not be, but that's a question for another fucking time, man. Ethics go out the window. That, that's actually a really <laughs> great ethical question. That's a great ethical question. That's a great shower question. But do they? Because if you try and rebuild society, what do you need in order to do that? Ethics, my boy. And if you lose your ethics and you're the leader of that situation, nah, I'll be two fine. thirds rule, all of a sudden, <laughs> uh, everyone else loses their ethics as well. I'm, I'm, I will eat people if need be. I will use a baby <laughs> as a distraction. <laughs> If they're, if they're distracted by noise, take the baby. God. Yeah. <laughs> You're so wrong. Oh, my God. Again, they do that in season nine, bro. There was a baby crying, and they just left the baby there. The bad guys, they just left the baby there to die because there's a zombie horde coming, and it was crying. And the woman was... What they did was they kind of disguised themselves as zombies as well, and then they can fit into the herd without being killed. Because they, they stank, they, they fucking stink like the zombies, right? So they fit into the herd. And uh, this is one of the main bad guys of season nine, right? She's holding a baby with her. Sticky and one. she's still, they're both disguised as zombies. And the baby starts crying. What do you do? What do you do? Oh my gosh. And um, obviously, because she was part of the evil group, again, I'm saying with that quotations, um, she puts the baby down. I mean, you can make another baby. Away. There's no other way to do it, man. Otherwise, you die as well. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 23 views, man, of our first episode. I wonder what this one's going to do. Um, I'm just happy. Yeah. I genuinely am just happy that we're getting content out. It, yeah, and I'm it, enjoying these conversations really as well. I'm glad, I'm glad that uh, we did the what you get your actual feelings well. and emotions out. Yeah. Scary to talk about. So, quick recap: we we covered um, we covered probably one of the most sensitive issues on social media out there. Please don't fucking cancel us. <laughs> uh, we did Watch a it. deep dive into the boys, the TV show. If you've watched it, happy days. If you haven't, sucks to be you. Um, and then the last thing we did was actually oh, yeah. we found out that Adam down from this. would be from a cannibal. <laughs> Um, cool. Like, follow, rate, review, recommend, do whatever you can. We have now find out, found out that we're on Spotify, whereas we didn't know that uh, at the end of recording for episode one. I'm so grateful for the, um, the, the app that we go Spotify. through. Uh, they're called Anchor, if anyone's wondering. Uh, A-N-C-H-O-R. Um, so <laughs> we're not sponsored by them, but I thought, you know what, they're helping us out so much. Um, we're also just to let you know. Uh, let me pull out my notes. 
for any of our listeners who don't have Spotify, before, for anyone who's listening listen to us to on Spotify, our podcast, also wants to listen to us <laughs> on other things, um, where? Yeah, no, obviously not. Uh, but I wanted to point out that we are also on... God damn, where are you, man? No, it's not there. This is a great outro. It's not there. Yeah, I know. Jesus, where the fuck did they put it? Oh, my God. Who the fucking... Oh, I think I know. We have people in Canada listen to us. I just noticed... I know the girl from Canada. Uh, we had a Canadian and we had a, a someone from Belgium. I know the guy from Belgium. Alright, safe. Um, you would have just like where, put is, in the where the fuck did it go? Just like you can... Nah, fuck that. I'm saying it out loud, man. Actually, yeah. You know what? Fuck it. I'll put it. I'll put it in an Instagram post or something. Uh, but we're 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 all over the place now. We're literally just waiting for um for iTunes, Apple Store, whatever it's called, to get back to us. Um, so we might actually be on on iTunes as well, which is pretty cool. Uh, and literally, I've not had to do that much. It's all because of the app. So that's why I wanted to give them a shout out. They've done a great job, um, and it's so easy to use as well. I mean, considering I can edit and put together a podcast, and I have no fucking training on it whatsoever, just goes to show, man. Um, but cool thank you for spending your time <laughs> with us and join us next week to s- spend some time Can't talking about some other random shit